0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening
1: to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMBP WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good
0: Karma Brands radio station. Barstool Big Cat. <laughs> Host of Pardon My Take. <laughs> and voluminous Twitter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Right. All, Big Cat, every Wednesday, 4 o'clock, brought to you by RJ Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give our guy RJ a call. His number is 312 321 1111. It's 312 321 1111. Also brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at Stella Blue Coffee com, And a portion of the proceeds goes to pause Chicago. We had to record Barstool Big Cat a little bit earlier because he is flying to New York right now. And uh, we asked him, are you purposely flying to New York during the show because you did not want to get locked into the studio like last week?
2: A little bit. I, I'll be honest. That was definitely That was definitely weighing on my mind because I feel like yesterday or last week, it was a situation where I got in my car and I was like, man. That was a close one. Like I was close to being, de- I was close to being dead. They were going to
3: keep me in there forever. What Were you most scared of physical uh, contact, or maybe asphyxiation, or what was it?
2: I think it's probably like hell for me. Is and, and this is partially my fault. It would be just me and Sylvie having the same discussion about Justin Fields for
3: the rest of time. <laughs> well, we're going to do that again right here in a second. <laughs> we just keep going round and
2: round, yeah. making good points, by the way. But we're just sitting there. And we just keep going in circles. Again that would be that would be 50% my fault because I we you know we could probably do that. We could see if we could break the Guinness World Record for the longest Justin Fields discussion of all time. Aren't
0: we there already? Are are, are we uh, haven't we approached the Guinness Book of World's Record quarterback discussion? It feels like it, and we still got what 3 months to the draft, <laughs> 2 months to the
3: draft. It's unbelievable. Re- way more in us. Have you released your mock draft yet? Uh I have not. You but, should do it. Uh, yeah, yeah we be should great. do one.
2: You should do one. Caleb Williams, number one to the Bears. That's the that's the, the mock draft right now. That's now all you, you need. You
3: say that and duck. Because, yep. You know, I'll the, duck. That's yeah,
2: fine. Yeah. I'll all I'll say is um, watching these games this weekend, this past weekend, uh, watching some of the quarterback play, and trying to imagine the Bears in those games, it's tough. It's a tough <laughs> imagination. So we probably got to try to hit a home run.
3: What do you do when you have a huge ticket, a huge Ticket on a team, and for whatever reason, it's not going to pay off. Our apologies, or condolences, or whatever the case may be. What do you do with said ticket? Is it a
2: physical? I you no, it's 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 online. Okay. I usually stare at it for a little bit uh, that night. Okay, kind of like you know, touch it, pet it, look at it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I got a problem though because it's just it's Patrick Mahomes. He's a thief of joy. I am now mm. going up against Patrick Mahomes yet again this weekend. So and and I know people will say, "Well, you were just putting a future on every team." I'm being dead honest. In the last 13 months, I've placed a future on four NFL teams. Okay. The first one was the Philadelphia Eagles last year 22 to 1. What happened? They lost to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. The second one was in the middle of the season last year, the Cincinnati Bengals 13 to 1. What happened? They lost to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. The third one was the Buffalo Bills 35 to 1. They lost on Sunday to Patrick Mahomes. And the fourth one is the Baltimore Ravens at eighteen to one, placed in August, and they're going up against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has the ability now to kill
0: four incredible future prices, and that's just how good he is. Yeah, I don't want to jinx you, but it, it sounds like you are the Bills of betting. Like, yes. like, like, they, like you're getting to four straight Super Bowls here. Right, I'm getting like incredible value
2: on all these tickets and getting them to places that like you you dream of getting when you place them. And then Patrick Mahomes, the bad man, comes walking in, and it's crazy. Like, he is the new Tom Brady. There's just nothing else to say about it. Where it's The Chiefs, even this season, have looked down. They've looked less than uh, the Chiefs in the past. But then you just punch that ticket, and Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game for the sixth time in his six-year career, and it's just crazy. There's nothing you can do about it. So
3: would you prefer to be Josh, or should we call you Josh Allen or Peyton Manning? Oh well, Peyton did
2: catch a couple futures, so I don't know. He did eventually. I feel so bad for Josh Allen. It's 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 tough. I mean, it's This is what MJ did to guys in the '90s. Is what Tom Brady did in the last 20 years. Like it it's it careers are changed when when someone like this comes along and just stops everyone else from being able to win the two or three championships they might have won.
1: How, look, I got a couple of
0: questions based on that about what you said first about Allen and then the fan base. Cause we had a big debate about that on Monday. But uh, like, how do you feel about the people who are sort of circling, um, Josh Allen? And they're like, Oh, he's not the one to be blamed, but he's the one that's, that isn't the winner because he's not, he's not taking them over the top. Like it's the semantic argument where, oh, no, he's not to be blamed, but he's not the stud because he hasn't exactly led them to a championship. How do you feel about that? I would disagree because I think the
2: NFL is a league where there are a certain amount of quarterbacks that you can win because of, and that's the guys that can elevate the rest of the team, and Josh Allen is one of those guys. His team did let him down a little bit on Sunday. He you know He didn't play a perfect game, the Bills were also weird this year because didn't it feel like watching that game? Like, all the talk at the beginning of the season was Josh Allen's interceptions and fumbles, and they make the switch at OC to Joe Brady. And then you get into a game like that, and it was clear the Bills were playing a little bit more conservative, running the ball, trying to control the clock, all those things. And then you try to hit the Josh Allen button, and it's not there. It's like, you, I don't know, I just feel like the – they kind of took a little bit of away from him, and then when they tried to go back to it, it wasn't fully there. And maybe that's like Diggs catches that ball. It's totally different. Chris Jones doesn't get that pass rush and bump into Josh Allen. Yeah. That's a touchdown in the back of the end zone. So I it's really, really hard with the NFL playoffs because all these games come down to, like, a few plays that are so high leverage, and then you immediately are a loser for life, and I just see it a little bit different.
3: Okay, go ahead. Did you,
0: did you tax them? Did you do a well-being check? I did track? not. I did not. You I did stay not. away from
2: feel, that? Yeah, I'm gonna give him give it more time. That, I mean that was such a tragic loss. The fact that they like the wide right, the fact that they had climbed all the way back into this season and then all their defensive injuries and then having, you know, like I said, Diggs not be able to bring that in and then the pass where he gets bumped and it's just I the Bills fans like you can't you can't write a more tortured fan base. I it's it's impossible. To to go through what they've gone through and never get to that next level and
0: never win a Super Bowl and that that was our debate. Like uh, I was like three against one. The guys all disagreed with me on that. Like I felt terrible for the fan base. They're like I don't feel bad for the fan base because they've gotten they've won they've won year in and year out. They've gotten to four Super Bowls. I'm like, but that's the biggest tease in the world getting there and not winning. But you, I think you're more on my side on this. Yeah, of course. That's, I mean, all it takes is one. If they had won
3: one of those four in the 90s, it's a totally different spin. Speaking of one, can can we have one quarterback in our town? Like, they've had Josh Allen. They've had Jim Kelly. They've had a number of guys. I just want one quarterback that looks like their quarterbacks.
2: I know. I was having that discussion with a friend the other day. It's like, just give me a 10-year window. And I know that's asking for a lot, but give me a 10-year window where I feel like the Bears will be in the mix every year. Yeah.
0: That's I know, all I want. I know we say that, but then when you're in the mix for ten years and you don't win it, you're like, we just wasted ten years.
2: But I would love to have that opportunity to be ten like complaining about years. that. I saw I saw some Packer fans complaining about it, like how many more of these losses can we take? Like, what
0: are you talking about? They I complain would... they complain that Favre only got one. They complain that Rodgers only got one. And and think about that. Think if they got none. Think about, think about that. If if you, I know. Believe me, it's worse here. And I would love a great ten-year window. But if you think about what what Sox fans did to us, Big Cat, about oh, the Cubs only got one. You only won one. But think about if the Cubs had that golden era of 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and then finished in in 20 against the Marlins and didn't get 16. What if we didn't right. get what if we didn't the Cubs we if the Cubs didn't win in 16, would we be jumping up and down talking about this great era of Cubs baseball?
2: No. No, that's why it's yeah, you're that's a great point. That's that's the tragedy of the Bills. One solves everything. And then you have Packers fans who like, one isn't enough. That's ridiculous. One solves everything. How many franchises haven't won a Super Bowl in the last 20 years? How many franchises haven't won a Super Bowl, period? How many franchises, the Lions haven't even been to a Super Bowl? Like, it, it's just, it's crazy when, it, when a fan base will complain about that. It's like, you guys have won. If you're 35 years old, you've won two Super Bowls in your lifetime. That's more than most people will get ever.
0: LeBron hasn't won enough in some people's brain. Think about that. Mine. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's wait, wait. fact. <laughs> like, like he only won two out of four in Miami, and people are like, "Well, that 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 wasn't successful." I know it's crazy. Sports are miserable.
2: It it really is. They're they're miserable when you actually think about it. If you someone if you weren't a sports fan or you never knew what sports were, and someone said, "Okay, here's the deal," you're going to pour your heart and soul into this one thing that you have no control over. And there's 32 teams, and only one of them wins, and everyone else is a failure. You would never sign up for that.
3: Like, oh, so every year I can just feel bad about things. Speaking of that, well, how were you feeling after what transpired in Santa Clara? Like, for the first 45 minutes, the Packers were the better team, and then Jordan Love from about week five or six showed up and threw a couple of picks.
2: Yeah, the Brett Favre. Got you feel better? It. Did, you, did you see that clip of? of uh, Barb's interception against oh, yeah. the when he was on the Vikings against the Saints in the NFC Championship game and sure. Love's almost identical. Yeah, it made me feel a little better. Okay, I was good. I was nervous, but I said it last week. The the Forty Nine ers are our Lord and Savior. They always save us. <laughs> they they they're just there for us. They protect us.
3: I have a feeling that the Forty Nine er. I I think the Lions have a chance against them. How do you feel about that game? I I agree.
2: I I think the Lions like. So what do the Lions do well? They stop the run well and they can run the football well. And obviously their their passing game has been great with Laporta and Amon Ra. I I like if you saw what the Packers were able to do on Saturday night against the Niners, they were able to, to run to the to the sidelines some stretch runs like Jameer Gibbs. I I agree with you. The Lions yeah. are going to be in this game. I, I don't I, they're not scared of anything.
3: You bet me over? You always I bet me probably the over, will, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's fifty one.
2: I'm also I've also declared um I think you guys might have struggled with this, but, like, because obviously the Lions are in our division. There's – I love Dan Campbell. I love Jared Goff. I love the story. I was very happy for Lions fans when they won that first game against the Rams. I had a personal stake in the game against the Bucks because I, 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 one of my closest co workers is a insufferable Buccaneers fan, so I didn't want to see him be happy. Now I'm out. Now I don't oh, yeah. want anymore. Okay. Now I'm like – that's enough. You guys got enough. I, I can't be actively rooting for a division rival.
3: I, I'm with you, but I think that they – normally I would say you go to Santa Clara. The, the the I don't like the Lions' chances because, obviously, Jared Goff plays better in a controlled environment. All this and all that. Maybe you get a little rain because we know that, that Brock Purdy is bothered by the elements. But I think – first of all, I trust that Ben Johnson will have a nice game plan drawn up. But I think this team's got a lot of momentum and a lot – a lot of uh just a little juice behind them.
2: Yeah, and, and we go back to the Kyle Shanahan stat they showed on Saturday night where he was oh and thirty in yes. games that he was was behind by, by five points or more going to the fourth quarter. Obviously they won, so he's one and thirty now. That like can the can the Niners, if they don't have Debo Samuel and we've seen them be mortal without Debo Samuel this year, can they if they're if they're in another hole, the Lions have been starting fast what, what does that look like are they able to are they able to climb out of the hole
0: it was like i know what you said about the 49ers how they've been there for us but like we were texting during that game that that was tenuous for a long long time i was very nervous that they were going to let us down
2: yes and 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 i would have been i would have bet my life on the packers beating the lions just because that would have been that was my fear for the longest time that it was going to be the first-round matchup because that would have been the cruelest thing for the Lions. I, it, like, the Stafford storyline, people were like, oh, that will be so bad if Stafford beats the Lions. Far more cruel would have been the Packers ending the Lions season in a season that the Lions are ascending and the Packers are rebuilding and the Lions win the North, and then the Packers go in there Oof. and win a playoff game, and it's like... Guess what? The order is still here. Like, we're still the top dogs. That would have been way worse.
0: Screw them. What about us? What if we had to sit through an NFC championship game of those two teams? I know.
2: I know. And so are you with me, though? Because like, I don't know. Like, people were giving me a little bit of uh, grief about like saying that I was happy for Lions fans.
0: And they, like, I, I don't got a little sp- bit of that too because I was happy yeah. for Lions fans. This right. one time, it's a one time, it's a one time thing. I think we're right. we're, we're in lockstep on this,
2: and, and it's over now. I'm yeah. done. I'm done being happy for Lions fans. I don't want them to win on Sunday. Like it's over. I've reached my limit. I hit my limit, and I'm not going any further than that.
3: Did you have a uh, a long, deep conversation about analytics with people after that game? Oh man,
2: are you guys are you guys on my side? I want to I want to brace myself. I don't know what, what you're side. I Tell call you society. guys. We,
0: we've had a lot of we've had Will on. We've heard from Cap, so we've heard a lot of old oh, man. Oh yes, I know which side both those
2: guys are yeah, on.
4: Yeah,
0: wait, the, the shaking there.
3: Hey, you
4: there's, just there's been a there's number of the,
2: the, the cloud.
3: Yes.
4: Listen,
2: I don't want to call Will or Cap casuals, but I will say this: Cap, casuals. if you're not watching the NFL every week and you turned on that playoff game, I would understand that you were shocked they went for two. If you're not a casual and you watch every week, you would understand that teams have been doing that exact thing for, a for the years, last yeah. three-plus years. Yeah, Everyone in the league does it. The Packers beat the Saints this year doing exactly that. The Bucks almost beat the Bills doing exactly that. The Titans beat the Dolphins doing exactly that. It's Teams have now figured out that this is the best way to win a game, and they all do it. So... A lot of people were showing themselves as casuals on
3: Sunday when they're like, why would you ever go for two there? I had the Bucks and six and a half, so I was all in.
2: Yes, yeah, see, I had the Lions minus six, but I still
3: was yeah. like, I'm not mad. I wasn't I, mad like, that I they I understand dis- what they're doing. I, didn't, I wasn't upset that, uh, listen, I am fine with them doing I didn't like to play, like the old school yeah. fade route. Stop, even with Mike Evans. Throw a fade, yeah. stop. Throw something. Do something more creative than that, for Christ's sake. That's the, that's the real point. Because yeah. like people are playing the results here right. where
2: you know they're like, why would you ever do that? They didn't get it. You, you do that because it makes sense from a math perspective and trying to win the game. But you also do that knowing that you have an awesome two-point play in your back pocket. Ben Johnson would not situation. have called that play. Ben, Johnson, ben would, Johnson doesn't call that play. Ben Johnson proved it in that exact same game when yes. they went for it on fourth and two yep. from the goal line to, to score a touchdown. And what did he do? He had an offensive lineman come in, report is eligible. Everyone on the box is saying, well, they're about to do the same thing. They have their third string running back, not named Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery. So everyone's like, well, they're not going to run it. They're going to do something with this offensive lineman. What they do, they run it right up, your, uh, up the gut. That's a great play. It's, <laughs> it's a genius dumb, play.
3: Right up your gut.
0: Waddle was most pissed that the Bucs decided to uh, keep their timeout for next
5: year.
3: Yeah, that one bothered me as well. Like I, I didn't think, Big Cat, that it was really likely that they were going to make a comeback. But if they call timeout after that third down kneel, it's 37 seconds left. They either kick a field goal, maybe you block it, or they go for it. And maybe you stop them and the clock stops and then maybe you've got yourself an opportunity for a miracle victory. I thought Todd Bowles just punted on the season at that point.
2: But don't you think that that was like, and, and you could say this is wrong, that it, like, it no was stupid courtesy to do a the end, oh,
3: st- Stick your gentleman's agreement. Hold on, though. Hold it's on. a casual but now. The
2: Bucks, no, if the Bucks take the timeout when they should have taken the timeout right after first down, the game is over. The only reason the Lions were kneeling so quickly is that the Bucks weren't going to use their timeout. Okay. I think there
0: would have been like 15 seconds Easily. where they would have had to Try a field goal. Yes. Yes. I don't
3: think so. If they they had taken a timeout in first down, big cat. When they the third down play, the third kneel happened at 37 seconds. Let's just say. No, that's
2: not what I'm saying. I understand when it happened. I'm saying the Lions only. The only reason the Lions were kneeling so quickly quickly. is because the Bucks had said the game's over. Which it would have been over if they taken the first if they taken the timeout well, after first down. They could have there would faked be no time left on time the clock. So do
3: you think that so you think Todd Bowles looked across the field at Dan Campbell and just gave him a nod and said, "Hey, we quit"? Or did he wave a white flag? I think so because why would the Lions kneel that quickly? All I know is, is if that was your favorite football team, these Chicago Bears, and they did what Todd Bowles did, you'd be pissed. I think, would. I think you maybe. I think maybe. I think you would. Okay, maybe. I think but
2: maybe. I, 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 it was a weird situation where, like, the game is technically over. The only reason that there was time left was because the Lions were kneeling well, so fast. Well, the Lions advantage. were kneeling so take, fast because the
0: game was over. Take the advantage I'm of the mistake that they made. This, this surprises me.
2: This is not surprising. It's like I think that that's the Bucks should have taken their time out at the first after the first snap, and then the Lions would have just slowly kneeled out. Instead, they like. Don't take this I don't,
3: know. Take, don't take this the wrong way, but you're the last cat, big cat, that I would think that would rely on the old gentleman's hand handshake as okay, we're not gonna you run another play. Something. You put your hand down your pants, yeah. And then you're shaking someone's hand.
2: Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
3: <laughs> hey, where's Harbaugh? Is Harbaugh gonna be uh be the next head coach of the Chargers today? It's it's gonna happen, yeah.
2: It's gonna happen. He's gonna and they're gonna win a Super Bowl in the next five years.
3: Well, what's what's going to be the better
0: outcome? Is it going to be Matt Eberflus with Shane Waldron in Chicago? You know the answer
3: to that. Or, or, or,
0: wait, or Jim Harbaugh in
2: L.A. It's going to be, and Jim Harbaugh's going to do it going through Mahomes and Allen and Jackson and all these guys. And he'll still do it. He'll still do it. That's how good of a hire that is. He's gonna make them so good and I'm gonna be so sad. Twenty million a year
0: he's gonna get too. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put it they're gonna there's gonna this is going this is is this Bruce Arians Mark Trussman part two? Where uh, yeah Where where yeah. we you know like you could have gone with Jim Harbaugh if they wanted to. I know everyone's like, Well, the Bears don't do that, the Bears don't spend, maybe Harbaugh wants to come in. If you really wanted Harbaugh I think we all agree they could have gotten Harbaugh if they really wanted Harbaugh. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. Right. And, and, and they chose Matt Eberflus and Shane And I, know, I like Shane Waldron. I think it's a good hire for taking door number two. But I always believe they should have bust, busted through door number one, which was Jim Harbaugh, the obvious door. Door number one
2: would have made people very uncomfortable in House Hall. But guess what? That's you weird. gotta get uncomfortable to get comfortable. That's an old saying. Okay? <laughs> so yeah,
3: like it would have been uncomfortable, saying. but we would have won. Yeah, it's an old gentleman saying is what it is. There's no question. Yeah. Uh what do you if you had your pick of any of these jobs, which one are you taking? Are you taking the Chargers because of Herbert?
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's the Chargers. Um I guess the Falcons are appealing just because if you can get a quarterback feels like they have all the other pieces in that division is not good, and the NFC. Like, if you're a coach and you're looking at this, the Chargers are number one, but every other team that you would want to go to has to be in the NFC. Just from a window perspective of, like, the who NFC's, do we have to go through? It's like weaker. Like I said, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Burrow, those guys aren't going anywhere. TJ Shroud,
3: like, that's going to be a gauntlet for the next five, ten years. Are you surprised we haven't heard much about Belichick in the last several days?
2: It is a little weird, isn't it? Yeah. It feels like something's going on that we don't know about. Like he, he, I saw one report that was like a bunch of the front office people don't want him because they know that their days would be numbered. So um, <laughs> that's that's the dumbest way to run an orga- organization is yeah. just you know go by self pre- preservation. Uh, but maybe that's maybe that's the holdup.
0: Um, anything else on your mind, sports wise? Because I have something for you, uh, show show wise. I want to see if you've you've watched the show at all. You have anything okay, to- I don't have anything else sports wise.
3: Uh, wow, you no, have anything I'm for good. Big Cat? I'm good. I'm all good.
0: Um, there I'm is good. A, so my wife said to me because we have been on opposite ends watching television shows. She likes you know this. She likes her her reality shows. I like regular television shows, dramas and such. Um, okay. And and so she said, "Hey, there's this new show on Peacock. I want you to watch it." Let's. W- there was a season one. I want you to let's watch this show together. It's season two and it's called traitors. Have you heard heard of this show? I have not. So it's, and again, it's terrible. And, and she, 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 again, she, she pulled the rug out from under me. It's another reality based show where it's a bunch of famous people from other reality shows that go to this castle. And then like, it's like this game I'm show, in. and the point of the reason why I bring this up is because two of the contestants in this show are none other than Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen. Oh are, they are totally cashing in on this fame, and like a, I believe, like you know how I feel. I, I believe this is a total hit. From Larsa and Michael on Scotty to get revenge. And I believe they're also cashing in on this. The 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 other part of this is they are cashing in on this a total tabloid relationship.
2: I'm in. I love it. Sounds
0: incredible. Oh really? Like Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is a contestant. There's like a winner from Survivor. I'm trying to think like who else you would know because half the people I didn't know. It I'm is in. Re- oh, big cat! You know what I have? I have
2: the opposite going on. I'm, I started this new show on Hulu. Um, it's called Death and Something. It's good, but it doesn't. It's not. It's not binge watch. Comes out every week, and I, I like my brain can't comprehend that watching shows like once a week. Like I forget what happened ten minutes after I watched <laughs> it's it. Like it's like True to Detective. I, I'm so mad. I'm so mad that I started it. And my wife was like, No, we're gonna watch it every week and I was just like, This is Date uh, night. like just let me know when they're all out. Date night. No, it's the worst. I gotta be able to binge it. I gotta be able to watch it all. I like to watch the whole thing in like two nights and then I'll forget it ever exists.
3: <laughs> but I feel sad. I've actually watched an entire series like three or four times in one night. Because yeah. I don't have any kids. i I'm, I'm done parenting, so I can watch, like, there was a uh, Fool Me Once is a show that is out. I watched all but the final episode all in one night, one day.
0: I love it. Yeah,
2: That's it the way to it. do it. Binge it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, you actually have to watch what happened on the last episode when you watch a weekly show. Yeah. And the yes, previously. It's terrible. It's torture. Yeah. It's yeah. torture. All right, so you're going to New
2: York. I'm going to New York and then we're going to Providence uh, tomorrow for Rough and Rowdy. So everyone can go
3: to buyrnr.com. It's going to be great. Providence, Rhode Island.
2: Yep. And then I'll be back on Friday morning and then we're going to, we're going to, we got a whole week before Super Bowl
3: week. Keep yes. your head on a swivel in Providence. They I'll still- be back
2: in on Wednesday, I think.
3: Just yeah, so you know, they, well they stole my car in Boston and dumped it in Providence back in the early 90s. I'll find it for you. Yeah, I'm going to find it for yeah, you. Please yeah. do. All right, Big Cat.
0: Great stuff. <laughs> right. Have fun with the games, all right? <laughs> all right. See you guys. <laughs> do you have to keep your head on a swivel? In Providence? In, in Providence or in Boston, then? Bo- both. <laughs> no, have you ever been to Providence? I have not. They're not good? Um, I, mean, I think I drove through Rhode Island on the way to Boston from New York. Would that be possible? Is that on the
3: way? You know, I don't understand geography well. Through uh, Rhode Island, on the way to Rhode Boston. Rhode Island to Boston. Like, I really don't briefly. know why you would do that. They, maybe was, that's was that true. I don't know. I'm a My bet. car got stolen in Boston, but they take it. They took it. There was a little. There was a little theft ring that was going on. They take them to to Rhode Island, Providence, and they strip the vehicles, and then they dump them there. <laughs> And you found it though? Yes, right? and I well, like when they called me and they said I found your car, and I was like all thrilled. And then my wife borrowed her mom's car, so we drove down there to pick it up. And it was just a shell of a vehicle; everything on the inside had been stripped.
1: Mm. Yeah, it so, looks like it's on the way. Providence, on the way to Boston. That's what I thought. I, I, I think York York
0: Carmen and I and Nick Perry and Berger. I think. We went to um four ninety five. That's right. We went to a Bulls Knicks game and then we went to Bears Patriots and we drove, I'm pretty sure, briefly through
3: Rhode Island. So you were going were you going into Boston or were you going to um, we were going from New York to Boston. Boston. Okay. Yeah. All right. Three one two three three
0: two three seven seven six if you want to react to that. Anything on the Harbaugh stuff. We had the conversation while we were listening to that. I think it's an interesting uh, talking point. Does a good era of your team's success have to be punctuated with a championship? Like, the Lovey era. Did that need to be punctuated with a championship? Or is that just consider? hey, that was a good era of, of football?
3: Well, think about Buffalo now. Think about San Francisco. Neither of those teams has had a championship in their recent, you know, Iteration like Buffalo has never like, right.
0: that, like that's why I think there's a big difference between what San Francisco is, has done and what Buffalo has done.
3: Yes, they have that, a history. They have a rich history yes. of
0: Super Bowl titles. Yes,
3: but in recent years, I think the San Francisco has been in the NFC title game for the last five years, but they haven't won it. What was the year, Miller? Two thousand and thirteen? No, no. Well, that's no. that's when they advanced to play the Ravens, right? Or no? Yes. The C- actually, yeah. No, the sea actually no. Then the following year,
1: then the Seahawks beat them. So was it 13 so or 12? It's been a while. I mean, it's so been a like, while since like, I
0: say that. can you have like a great era of football and is it still considered a great era of any sport without winning a title? 3123323776. It's a subjective debate. Uh, you can weigh in on that um, and we'll talk football whatever's on your mind. We'll take your calls next. We're still going. I forgot that we're not... I, I forgot that we're still uninterrupted. You, just, you, yeah. you,
3: you took your bathroom break during... I know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm totally, uh, yeah, I totally forgot I saw, about it. I didn't it. know what, whether the clock was no, messed
0: up or... No, and I think a lot of it has to do with... I think a lot of it has to do with past success, too. Like, I think the Bills and 49ers are completely different. I think if the Cubs didn't win a title in those... Like, in my example of Big Cat's... Uh, Example with the Bills and when I said with the Cubs, like, would we have looked at the Cubs 15 through 20 run differently if they didn't win? And I think, yes, I think if they didn't win a championship, if if they would have blown that game seven, like it wouldn't have been as memorable. No, it would have been looked at as a flop.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't think it would have looked at. Would Theo's run have been looked at as a success if they wouldn't have won a championship?
3: Were they the favorites in 16 when they won it? Yes. Of course they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to get to three NLCSs in four years, I thought was fabulous. The same way I think it's fantastic that the 49ers have been four of the last five years. 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995. So I would ask the same thing about this current iteration of the 49ers. Like, if the 49ers don't get to the Super Bowl... Like, this is a new group. Yes, the 49ers have a history of Super Bowl championships and everything else. But in the Kyle Shanahan era, which I am a huge fan of, like, how many times when you're considered the best team do you get an opportunity to win it all and don't win it all, and people then start to look down at you? Right. And and, and you say, well, look, it's okay that
0: you make Garoppolo good and you make Purdy good, but if you can't win it with one of those guys... Then have you really had success? I still remember growing up in the '80s, where the winning only one was viewed at, as a lack of success for the Bears. The greatest, like a lot of people, I always have told you, and, and you came in '89 here, right? '89 yeah. was your first year. Yeah. That the 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 greatest success was that '85 team. The greatest failure was that they only won one. They went fifteen and one that year. They shut out. Um, uh, the two teams in the postseason in the Giants and the Rams, and then they beat the Patriots forty-six to ten, and they never duplicated another postseason run again. And a lot of people say for that team to only win one. I always tell you about these uh, the the Packers only winning one, the Cubs only winning one. Like that's a whole different debate. But for uh, for an era to not win one. I don't. I, I don't know if it's considered a success. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Mitchell and Schaumburg, you're on ESPN one thousand. What, what do you think, Mitch?
1: Hey, what's going on, fellas? I definitely think you could have like a very good, borderline great, not iconic like era of a pro sport franchise for your you know your local team. Like I look fondly back on like the Derrick Rose Thibodeau Bulls from like 2011, probably culminating with that uh, game winner I think in the. 2015, like Eastern Conference semis against the Cavs, where, you know, you could have had a couple, you know, breaks either way during that tenure where, they could have stole a championship. Um, I look fondly back on like the Eric Kramer, Curtis Conway, Tom Waddle Bears growing up in the early 90s, Jeez. born in '85. But like I have fond memories of those teams where, you know, I would consider it a good era in a you know a franchise's history. So. I definitely think you can. And and also like the Brian Erlocker era with Peanut Tillman where Right, you know, the
0: Lovey years. That's a, that, that's fun. probably our best example. Like yeah. the the 0506 2010 team. Though those and there were diff, different iterations Correct. of them um, and they went to a conver- they went to a Super Bowl in the 06 season. They went to a conference championship game in 2010. They never won a Super Bowl.
1: Correct. Correct. Like, you, but, but like the Tom Waddle Bears of the early 90s, they didn't, I mean, technically they didn't go anywhere, but they gave me, you know, fond memories and whatnot. You're always so.
3: going to yeah, be a fan of your favorite yeah. team. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about that, but.
0: Yeah, like the 84 Cubs gave me fond memories. Right. They also left me with heartbreak sure. and like the 89 Cubs. And like, I, I, I always have fond memories, but like, can you view it as. And like, you could do whatever you want, but. Is it a successful era
3: if it's never punctuated with a championship? Well, I think Buffalo's dealing with that right now. I think And they've buff- never won. Right. Ever. Right.
1: Uh, one way I feel like you could look at it is over the last 20 years, what has been more fun, being a White Sox fan or a Bulls fan? Because the Bulls had that stretch where they were always kind of in the thick of things. You had the superstar player, but you never had the championship. But the White Sox, they haven't been very good, but they do have the championship in the last 20 years. Right,
0: that pop-up, they won in 05 and then such the first half question.
3: of 06. But they got it. They got the title. But that was, like, such an anomaly. Like, what are the but other... man, that whole no summer... I know. I, that's why it's
0: hard to... That's a I... good would-you-rather. I mean, like, you, you'd you rather win the title. How many because times
3: did they win a playoff series outside of that that World Series title year? Since Never. Then? Right. So it's, it's amazing.
0: But- and then, like, the Bulls, the Bulls one is a weird one because it wasn't like the Bulls were unsuccessful. We always have talked about this. If Derek would have played for a decade and never would have broken through, and would we have viewed that differently as opposed to him getting hurt and them not breaking
3: through? Well, I've always felt, I mean, again, there's no way to, to, to you know, quantify it or, or justify it. But I always felt if Derek doesn't get hurt, they would have won a title. I that, year, that, that, that That year that he got hurt, yeah. I thought
0: they were going to do it that year. So that was a fun time to be a Bulls fan, though. Yeah, That's it was great. Sure. I, I have five, super fond memories of that. But still, it stung. Mike and Cicero, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike?
4: Well, I just started crying when you talked to me about the 85 Bears. How could they now, you know, why couldn't they win the second one? Didn't they lose Buddy Ryan that next year and yeah. a couple of linebackers as well? I'm sure, Wilbur Marshall you know?
0: eventually left, and the quarterback couldn't yeah. stay healthy, and there was a lot.
4: Yep, and that's why I keep coming back to those. That team had how many Hall of Famers on the offensive and defensive line? Was it six? Well, you had
3: Hampton, McMichael, Dents, Dent, Dent, you have Jimbo, uh, Covert.
4: Steve McMichael, yeah. Yeah, Covert, I,
3: I think he had four, right? At, Total, four?
4: At least that. I don't know. am trying course, to remember he, the name of the center. Well, Hilge's he, not in.
3: Hilge should be in, but he's not in.
4: Yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll not talk about Tom Thayer. Well, let's give him a break this time. But uh, it, it just reminds me that we got to, you know, if we're going to be successful here, I don't want to draft what would be the 47th quarterback for the Bears since that 85 team. I'd rather I, you know, I I just looked at the Notre Dame and Washington games that were played by USC, and I don't see an improvement with uh, uh, Williams. And frankly, I don't trust any of the pundits who, you know, say this guy's the best quarterback in the in college ranks. He's a generational quarterback because we have a generational quarterback every year, and. Uh, my preference would be let's finally get you know, this rebuild done. He feels for another year. You could trade the number one pick for a number one pick in twenty five if he doesn't work out with a stronger cast on he has the characters he has to play with now. But I just see his improvement. He gets one a number one wide receiver in DJ Moore this year and his numbers go up. So, you know, I just keep I just keep thinking and I'm not Tied to him in any way, shape, or form, but I just think we got to give him—he deserves a break after the three years he's made sure. with the Bears.
3: This yeah. is where I would resist, kind of the thought, and and not that you would, you would. And thanks for the call. That you would, uh, you would choose to stick with Justin instead of pivoting. Which I'm like, if that's your opinion, I'm fine with that. The thing that I kind of bristle at is the concept of your rationale is. Well, we've never developed a quarterback here, so why would we go ahead and do that now? I can't be making decisions in 2024 based on mistakes that occurred in 1995. I just can't. Right. And it's a new regime and it's it's new decision makers and it's new developers. If you tell me you want to stick with Justin because you think it's the best option, fine. If you tell me you want to stick with with Justin and not move on from him and draft a quarterback because the Chicago Bears as an organization have never developed a quarterback, then I bristle at that. I mean, so what? Should we just stop trying? There are new people up there. Has the result changed, whether it was... You know, the previous regime or the regime before that or before that. No, but it doesn't mean you should stop trying and stop making sound decisions just because the, the group that was there before you didn't get it done right. And, and again, there are no guarantees with Caleb Williams. And I'm not telling you he's
0: going to be Mahomes. But this notion that you have to finish the rebuild with other players other than a quarterback is is hypocritical because nothing finishes off a rebuild better than a great quarterback. Nothing. Like, that is the ultimate finishing off of a rebuild. Like, and then not only can you get the quarterback, you can get more in number nine. You can get whatever you're getting with Justin Fields trading. You can still finish off the rebuild with other stuff. But, like, think if if Kansas City said, we got Alex Smith, he threw for 4,000, he threw for 26 touchdowns, We'll pass on taking the quarterback now. We'll continue to build. We're not going to trade three draft picks up for Mahomes. And again, I'm not telling you Caleb Williams is Mahomes. But imagine if they said, we're good at quarterback. We're going to keep on chopping wood. You know? And if they never... He's been to six straight AFC championships. Nothing finishes off a rebuild like the superstar quarterback... And in that same notion, if Brock Purdy doesn't get San Francisco there, you could build all the great teams you want around the quarterback. But if the quarterback isn't good to take you there, whether it's Jimmy G or Brock Purdy,
3: what good is it if you have a great team? Well, a a good organization, a good front office can do both. They can draft that quarterback and still find ways to upgrade your team in different areas. That's just like you could. Yes, you can absolutely. They've got enough to do both. Yeah, and listen, if you do draft a quarterback, you are going to have financial flexibility that, let's say, the Buffalo Bills are not going to experience going forward. Josh Allen's number goes from like eighteen million to forty-five million. It's going to be tougher for for being up there to to build that team. Right, and again, I, I, I'm
0: open-minded to whatever they do. Just like I always say, get it right, but. The the notion that the drafting a quarterback isn't finishing off a rebuild is silliness. Like that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Like to the second power. Okay, you know it's,
3: it's a doubler on the rebuild. You know what? we start, you get it right? We started the show by asking people for their stupider than questions or uh, jokes. Like, however, we did that. What would, what is the most ridiculous explanation you've heard for not drafting the quarterback? Like if, again, well, if that, you tell that, me like, if it, you tell me that Williams like, isn't the one, right? Or you tell me that you you that's really fine yes. What is the dumbest well, that, that, explanation? That's one for of them.
0: Like to, to, that drafting the quarterback, you can't finish off the rebuild. If you get the quarterback right, just yeah. like if you get the wide receiver right or the offensive lineman right, yeah, like. Got them all right. Like that is a superpower. That is like in a video game when you grab whatever, you know, and all of a sudden now your 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 character is a superpower. You get the quarterback right, you are a superpower. Yeah.
3: My favorite is, or I think that the most ridiculous one is, is the one I mentioned that we can't draft a quarterback first overall because 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 we've we've never never been able to develop one. Yeah. It's even
0: more of a reason to do it this time. You got to keep trying. Yes, yes. Give up? Let's let's turn in our franchise card. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. More of your calls coming up. And Aki's a list. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Phone number to reach us 312-332-3776. Busy day uh in the NFL. We'll give you a couple of the headlines coming up here in just a little bit. Let's go to Enter in Riverside first. Enter, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up?
2: What's going on, fellas? Long time listener, first time caller. Hey. Appreciate you. Hey man, um, listen, I'm I've been a diehard Sox fan for the longest and the fact that we have that one championship before the Cubs, you know, just, you know, stands out above everything else, you know. So, I'd rather win the championship than come close and never get it.
3: That's fair. I mean, that's that's the goal. The goal is to win a title. And the White Sox did it.
2: You know, with the Bulls, I wish the Bulls, I'm, I'm the biggest Derrick Rose fan and everything. And uh, it was sad to see them never make it all the way. I think they were one or two players away, you know, if he didn't get hurt, but a lot of what ifs, but, you know, that's sad to see that that, that Bulls thing couldn't make it.
3: For sure. Edder,
0: thank you. It, we were talking about uh, earlier with Big Cat about uh, does a team need to finish off an era with a championship in order for that era to be considered successful? Not like fond or fun, but does, does, does an era have to be
3: capped off with a title? And and for players as well, like uh, we talked about it the other day, that Josh Allen, I, I, my first thought when they lost that game to Kansas City wasn't that Josh Allen was the reason why they lost, but when you think about Josh Allen elevating to that group of quarterbacks, it unfortunately you got to have a ring to you're be good. in that conversation. You to just do that,
0: to get in that different nightclub. Yes. yes, that's yeah. right.
3: I mean, you're in one section of the club. Once yeah. you get that ring, you have a A free pass to get into the other section. Peyton
0: Manning needed it. MJ eventually needed it. Like, a a lot of guys took a long time to get it. Uh, Danny in Highland, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Danny?
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? Listen, I'm 50 years old. Diehard Bears fan, okay? Mm -hmm. Some of my my first memories are watching Vince Evans at quarterback. So I go a long, long way back, right? Same as me. Right. So... My, the theory, well, I'm sorry. My logic for the draft is if you have an opportunity to draft greatness, just the opportunity or a possibility of greatness, you should take it. Don't get me wrong. I love Justin Fields. I, you know, love the guy. My kids love the guy. But if you got, you got a shot at someone like Caleb Williams, I think you should take it. I mean, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear Tommy's opinion. Well, on I think that
3: that's exactly what uh, Danny, I've been consistent. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not just taking a shot. If I'm taking a shot with drafting him, it's because I believe that he is a, he is a guy that can get me somewhere that the existing quarterback can't. Not just on a whim, not just hoping, but I truly believe with all the investigation I've done on the field with the film and with everyone around him, I truly believe he can get me there, that I'm going there. And Daniel Jeremiah referred to it as, as greatness chasing. You know, chasing greatness, I think, is how he described mm-hmm. it. Um, and he just said, when you get an opportunity to chase greatness, and, and, and I think Daniel said, and he, I thought it was a really good conversation, and, and he said, this is not a risk-free situation. There's risk with everything. But there's also, in his opinion, the possibility that he could truly be one of the great ones or the recent, you know, be a really great player. And for him, it's worth. it would be worth chasing greatness. I'll play that for you coming up
0: here at 5. Let me take another call, though, before, uh, before we do that. Donnie uh, in Hammond, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Donnie?
5: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I agree with Danny over in Highland. It's right by me. You know, I think if we get the guy, you see the guy, we take him. You know, people, people tend to forget. You know, Ryan Poles was directly involved with that Patrick Mahomes draft. I mean, if he likes the guy and he thinks this guy is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, next, like you guys said, one of the great ones, you take him. I mean, like, what has Fields shown? I mean, I get it. He's flashy with the legs. He's also missed 11 games in his starts. I mean, we can't – 11 games is a lot for an NFL QB, especially if one that we're trying to build around. We can't be having that. And then it, what it reminds me to, to me is – you know, we, we like Mitch the guy. There's times we like the player, but when does it turn to a point where we, we got to like the player too? You know, I think a lot of people just, especially these fanboys, they, they like Justin the guy. But it's like the, the, the tape and the player, it's not really matching up. I, I just think, you know, it, it'd be very ignoramus if we went and we try to build ignoramus. around this and this doesn't work. And, you know, it, another thing is, Look at Stroud now. If, if Poles passes up on another QB and another QB is leading the team as a rookie to the playoffs, everyone's going to want his head.
3: It's fair. I mean, like I said, there's pressure with both sides. Look, I, this is how I feel about it. I haven't seen enough from Justin to say he has to be the answer going forward. I haven't. I mean, like, you, I, so I would, you know, if, if, I'm not one that believes I've seen so much and so much potential and so much improvement that I would forego picking a quarterback at one. Unless one of those guys wasn't worth it, and then I'd stick with status quo. But I'm not in a scenario where I have to move forward with Justin. If you give me a better option, I'm taking it. As opposed to saying, hey, I've seen greatness here, and regardless of who's in the draft, I'm sticking with this guy. That's not where I'm at. I'm at where if you want to move forward with him and build around him because you don't trust the guys that are in the draft that are available, fine. But I'm not coming into the draft and shunning all of those options just because of what I've seen so far in three years.
0: All right. um, There's a lot going on in the NFL today. The possibility of Jim Harbaugh landing with the Chargers. There is a big uh, departure with the defensive coordinator that we all knew and we all loved. He uh, mutually parted with his team, and it sounds like he's going to find an immediate landing spot. We'll tell you about that coming up, and uh, I told you I would play you some of what Daniel Jeremiah had to say about chasing greatness. He's a former scout and works for the NFL Network. Play all that, and if you want to talk to us, 312-332-3776. All that coming up next.